The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to another episode of the panel discussion. You're on for comic book and pop culture talk right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me, as always, the one, the only, Schmitty. Schmitty is here in the house. Uh, happy uh, belated Halloween to everybody. Uh, yes. Uh, how was your Halloween? Uh, you were kind of saying it wasn't that great. Sounds like you really got ran through the ringer. God damn it. I, I'm not kind of going to detail. Yeah. Heavy detail. But um, Someone stole your candy bag. Pretty much. Savages. Pretty much. Um, yeah. I, the magic of Halloween is lost on me. Yeah. Yeah. As an adult. I think, though, what I'm missing is children. Yeah, the kids definitely spark it around. Like, uh we went out tricks or treating. Kids had a good time. Seemed to be what like. What did you dress up as? Uh, I, I was uh, Billy Butcherson from Hocus Pocus. Okay. And my wife dressed up as Winifred. So funny thing, I the whole the whole time we're walking around, everybody's like, "Oh, it's Winifred and it's Billy," and I'm just like, "She's a trollop," because that's what he calls her in the movie. <laughs> and then I get home and I, I'm like, "I don't even know what trollop means. I'm gonna look it up." And I was just telling everybody in my neighborhood that my wife has uh, casual sexual encounters with many male partners. <laughs> so that's the definition. Boy, okay. well, I, I, I got well? my face. That that uh, we all had a good laugh about that's it. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Did you? I mean, before you had kids, was there a period of time where you just kind of like? Eh, oh yeah, Halloween? there was a long period of time. Okay, where it's like, yeah, so I'm I not alone on it. I didn't dress up. I barely went to part. Like you got like it's like that after party phase, you know. Even even when I had kids and they were like little, it's like I dressed them up and I'm just like, all right, I was just pushing them around, like yeah. candy. There was a period like when they were little, little, where it's like my wife, it was an agenda. She had to go to like every. Trunk or treat or mall Halloween trick or treat. It's like why, like why are we doing ten of these? This is ridiculous. <laughs> Gotta get the money's worth out of the costume. And Snickers. <laughs> oh, it was so frustrating. It was like this is ridiculous. <laughs> we just go to these random churches. I felt like I was like a wedding crasher, just going to these churches and crashing <laughs> their trunk or treat parties. Uh, because yeah. then they'd call me or email me or text me for like ever. donations. And oh, stuff. donations or like. Come over here and yeah, be part of a congregation. Yeah, yeah. I I just I, I don't like like I understand the adult like reason for getting together, and even that just like lost on me. I don't know. I didn't get invited to shit in high school where everybody was going to these uh, senior senior Halloween parties where we yeah. all dress up and drink. I didn't get invited to those, so I just don't. I, I, I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I would go to like maybe one or two parties. Recently, maybe in the last five years, I've gone to like two or three. Yeah, family stuff mostly, but this year I just I yeah, was just not like about close it. friends, and it's like eh. And then um, my wife actually went to a, one of her colleagues' parties on her own. I stayed home with the kids, and she went. 
And she was like, they were just, I'm like, she was showing me pictures. I'm like, these girls are all just dressed like floozies. Like, yeah. just like, what are they supposed to be like? Oh, just trashy, whatever. I was just leaning right into that stereotype of Halloween. Like, you can't be a nurse. You have to be a naughty nurse. Yeah. You can't be a airplane pilot. You got to be a yes. naughty airplane uh, yes. pilot. Yeah, it's, like, it's one of those. Why? Why? You can't be just Little Red Riding Hood. You got to be naughty Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Right, there's no. No, cre- it's like no just yeah, yeah. Just 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 do the normal thing. You don't yeah. have to just. I I had an invitation. One of my cousins did a Halloween party this year. I'm just like, I don't want to. Yeah, if you're not into it, don't. I go. literally sat on my couch all weekend. It was amazing. Yeah, I felt so refreshed. Well, I didn't have, we, I didn't have to be here at the studio. It's good. I was yeah. just so emotionally just like content. Good with it. I like. I, I don't know. We watched some spooky movies. We watched. You know, the family-friendly ones. What did I... We did watch a couple. I watched Halloween Town again. Oh, yeah. Which is a classic. That is a good one. Uh, I did I did watch Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire. So these are all like shows that I... Movies that I grew okay. up with on okay. the Disney Channel when they were spitting out movies all the time. The movie of the week. Movie of the week. Uh, and then the one I have to watch every single year is Sleepy Hollow. Johnny Depp's Sleepy Hollow. I... Fucking love that movie so much. That's an underrated gem. We watched. Nobody uh, talks about. Nobody talks about. It. I feel like Tim Burton's got a few movies that are under 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 the radar. Like I just recently, what, I watched. I watched one. What did I watch? That was one of his more well known Halloween movies. Regardless, and then like Mars Attacks came up in my like <laughs> queue to watch, and I'm like, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. I watched it for the first time last year. I feel like, and I love it. Yeah, it's great. But like, I mean, when I first watched it, I just thought, oh, this is going to be like spaceball. What what spaceballs was to Star Wars, this is going to be to Independence Day, and it wasn't that. And I just didn't understand it or get it. And it's like, this is dumb. This is awful. And then like thinking back and now knowing, like after he made Ed Wood, he made he wanted to make an Ed Wood like movie. So that's what he did. He like he like fooled the studio. He was like, look at all these name actors I got. <laughs> And it's going to be great. And oh, at huge. that point, he was like, it's such high demand. And, uh, yeah, it was great. He just freaking fooled him. Oh, that's what we watched, Edward Scissorhands. We watched that, and then that came up. You couldn't remember queue. Edward Scissorhands? I, there's, yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I almost said that, too. I almost tried to help you out. But I'm like, there's no way he's forgetting Edward Scissorhands. Well, because, like, normally we watch, like, Beetlejuice. Yeah. Or, um, you know, I love uh, Sweeney Todd, the, the, the demon barber. From- yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great movie. I like that movie a lot. Um, but yeah, we just watched Edward Scissorhands. The kids liked it. And then Jen's like, you know, it's more of a Christmas movie than a Halloween movie. I'm like, I think it's both. It's like Nightmare Before Christmas. It's both. Yeah, it definitely it definitely falls into that. Uh, but yeah, now we're getting ready. You know, Thanksgiving is kind of is, is coming up That's a great one, next. yeah. It's, it's, it's not bad. It's not bad. I hate how radio stations are playing Christmas music already. I all right. Not, we need to have a discussion about Christmas. We music. are we are not listening to any Christmas or talking Christmas until I've digested my turkey. Thank so you. you wait till the uh, Black Friday. Black Friday is when it starts for you. Yeah, because I used to work retail for many years, and once I got out of retail, I said I would never work on a Black Friday ever again. Oh, it's and bad. I and I haven't, and ever since I left retail. So that's what, usually what we do is we put up the Christmas decorations on Black Friday. So. Okay. Stay home. I miss the hustle and bustle. I, like, I, there's a special vibe about being at a retail store around the holidays, like working. Yeah, there's agree, a little bit. But I agree about the Black Friday. I had to do security at Black Friday 
uh, when I worked at Target. Yeah, I can't like I didn't even do a big, that was bad. I didn't even do a big box store. Like I did Dick Sporting Goods. Right. So it's like that's I not, did that a couple that's, times. That's too. not that bad because it's like we we would get people for like the GPS units. Yeah. And I worked in that's about it. So nobody and like. But yeah, to work like at a Walmart or a Target, like I can't even fathom how terrible that is. I the year I worked security, the last year I worked for Target, um, there was a lady second in line. This is twenty. Uh, this is twenty two thousand ten. I want to say this is two thousand ten. There's a lady second in line, skipped out on her whole on her whole Thanksgiving evening. Five minutes before the doors open up, she she fucking passes out. On the, on the sidewalk, smacks her head, ambulance has to come. Skipped her whole Thanksgiving evening to stand in line at Target for, for these What the deals. hell was wrong with her? Just tired, exhausted. Wow. This is 3.45 in the morning. Okay. So um, so that was exciting. And then, <laughs> and then, yeah, I had to be security during the most hellacious uh, – Time period. Oh, you're big. Just I'm like I'm soft, and these people are. Yeah. <laughs> they're crazy. I'm a t- they're crazy. Like I. Black Friday culture sickens me. It really. Yeah, does. it's good, but it's, it, I feel it's like it's gotten iron- worse and worse and worse. It, like it's terrible. It's the day after you're supposed to give thanks for what you have. Yes. Yeah, yes. So. It's, and it's so like, ironic. Yeah. Um. It's more to on. save a couple. Yeah. yeah. To save a couple bucks too. I don't mind going like. And retail stores encourage the worst in, in this. Yeah, I don't mind going like. Like afternoon, two, three, four o'clock, just to kind of like, okay, I'm here. Yeah. What do they got? And it's never anything I need. It's always just filth. Like I'll go through like the bargain bin of like the DVDs and Blu-rays, see what's left over, yeah. if there's anything, and that's about it. Everything like nothing else is is worth it. Like you no. can just get everything online. Yeah. You just, get better just deals online. Tr- People are like I like going for the experience. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> experience of what? Yeah. <laughs> You know, people killing each other over TVs, over Jordans. Uh, it's I don't crazy. Even think they have Jordans on Black Friday anymore. I they I don't think they do either. No, it's no. It, it's uh, every year somebody was getting trampled, killed over sneakers. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, when we get black closer to Black Friday, we'll definitely uh, talk more about it. But yeah, it's uh, not a fan. Come yeah. on, come hang out with us. Come the experience. I'm going to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll be sleeping and putting up decorations. <laughs> Sorry. Throwing on the Christmas movies. Sorry. I'd rather masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically where I'm at. Like, so th- go ahead. You guys go fight with them crowds. I'm going to be sitting here with a with a bottle of lotion <laughs> and some, some, tissues, fucking, some, Kleenex. some, some Kleenex tissue. <laughs> I'm good. Man, jolly and bright, I guess, huh? <laughs> I'm thankful. Yeah, it's, it's all good stuff. So, um, so now that you know my typical Black Friday routine, uh, we have a <laughs> lot to talk about, everybody. Um, actually, we don't really. No, I always, say, some, I always, I always feel stuff. obligated to say we have a lot to talk about. And well, then... speaking of your Black Friday habits, if you do it too much, you're probably going to be low on plasma. And speaking of <laughs> people who are going to be low on plasma, everybody who comes in contact with this this evil Morbius, this this Morbius vampire plasma consumer, is probably going to feel as lethargic as you feel after a long Black Friday marathon. Yes. Great so, transition. Uh, yeah, I try. I try. Um, so the trailer for Morbius dropped. Well, it's technically the second trailer. We got one a while back before the film was delayed due to the craziness of the world. Yeah. But this one... Um, the last one ended, if you remember, the stinger was like, 
Michael Keaton's in it. They don't say who he is, but it's heavily implied that it's he's reprising Adrian Toomes yes. the Vulture. Um, so which I hope I think I feel like I need that. Yeah, I feel I would like, like there was a connection. A, there was a cliffhanger at the end of the first Spider-Man movie. Yeah, like what are they doing with him? He was in jail. Yeah, and like, it, it, but there's but like, there's like hinting he... that he's going to come back. And he's going to hinting like the Scorpion's going to be around. Yep, and now we haven't heard anything. There was nope. no reference to him in Spider-Man Two. Nope. Uh, no reference at all to either of them. No. Uh, and it was kind of weird because it was like Scorpion was prying to try to get the identity of Spider-Man from Adrian Toomes, but he's just like, no. Right, yeah. So it's like, if okay, I knew that, is what, there like a yeah. respect angle there? What's going on there? It's a little strange. And now, like, that information means nothing because J. Jonah Jameson just leaked it to the whole world. Right. So it's I don't weird. know if that's going to be one of those cliffhangers that never goes anywhere. Maybe it will. Who knows? Um, now, do you think this... There is a reference to San or San Francisco in this trailer, so kind of linking it to Venom. Hundred um, percent. Now, do you think that Michael Keaton's Adrian Toomes is the Michael Keaton we see in uh, Homecoming, or do you think it's a variant? Uh, I, I'm wondering how much they're going to lean into this variant. Variant thing. now, now because of the the post credit scene from Venom too. Okay, I'm thinking now that like I want it to be Vulture. But like I want it to be our Earth six one six vulture. I I really do. Like I, yeah. the multiverse stuff is a little is still again crazy to me. But um, but I want it to be. But I think if you're gonna you know the references uh, the the Venom reference in, in the in the new trailer and the San Francisco aspect, I I, I think it's it's a variant. It's got to be a variant thing. Yeah, right? especially well, this is coming out after. Far from home, correct? Because January. January or February. Yeah. So Spider Man's coming out in December. So um, we still haven't really gotten much out of that. Um, but uh, Morbius, your thoughts? Are you excited for it? Do you oh, think I'm it's kind of blase? Very excited. So my take on the Morbius character, I never like him. Like Mysterio, like several of the other villains for the old Spider Man animated series. Yeah. When those episodes ran, I could not give. Well, Morbius, Morbius was always on. Every time I would freaking go yeah. to watch it, it was always the Blade Morbius episodes. I'm like, why is this on they, again? I you, just saw this last week. No, they it did. was always on. It was, you, and it, right. you, you would think that they wouldn't show it that much because it seemed problematic. Like, they had to change the Morbius character from having a normal vampiristic appetite and biting people to putting like these weird little things on his yeah, hands. Those sucker sucks, things, right? Suction yeah, cups. I forgot about those. So like I thought that was the normal Morbius thing for the longest time where he had the little suction cups on his hands that would suck the plasma. That was the other thing. He had to suck plasma because they couldn't say that he drank blood. So they had to say plasma. So you'd think they would just like not show that episode all the time, but no, they constantly played that every, freaking episode. Every single time. Yeah. Oh, it was like once God. a week. It was it was always that Craven the Hunter, the chameleon episode. Always the characters you didn't care about. I'm like, yeah. I want Venom. Like, yeah. Give me Venom. Oh, give they me never aired that. Never. Um, but I don't know. Uh watching I don't think that it's it's not gonna be a go to the theater watch. You don't think for so? Me. Not uh, for me. Not I'm, for me. I won't go to the theater to watch it. I'm more selective. Um, just as a time standpoint, I hate the timing of this release. That's what I don't like. February. That's like there's nothing going on. January, February. Yeah, but that's it's like the, vampi- the black Dude, hole. I would have rather had Morbius in October. Well, I, you, I understand why. It's I understand of why. It's 100 percent. It's 100 percent yeah. that. But I would have rather had it during a month where I mean, Jesus Christ, Morbius would have been perfect for October. Yeah, yeah. They really didn't have a lot of scary movies that came out. Um, the, the, ti- besides the timing is everything. Halloween Kills was like the only movie that came out that was right. 
themed to the holiday and, unless I'm forgetting something, which I'm sure I am. And but. honestly, like Venom 2, uh, you know, as much as I enjoyed it, the scare factor wasn't there. No. It was a decent movie. It was a good movie. Yeah. In my opinion. But I just feel like Morbius would have fit in better. I know COVID fucked everything up. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I was, I'm just like, like February, like January, February, like we're going to get a vampire movie that time of year. That's strange. Well, I think it me. worked well for the Twilight Saga. I think those came out because oh, love was in the air. I was Team Jacob, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Speechless. Uh, Speechless indeed. I got nothing. I do not miss going to those movies. I actually, I'm so glad I don't little, talk to little, any of those girls. A little hit. funny side note. Uh, I went to the second movie with my wife, girlfriend at the time, and she was into him at that point, and I'm sitting next to her, and I just couldn't take it. Like I was like, Does she she knows that she could date other people, right? It's not like <laughs> she has to date the vampire or she has to date the werewolf, right? She knows that, right? She could date other people. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about your, your significant Oh, no, no, yeah. <laughs> so she's like, and I kept making these little digs throughout the whole movie to the point she got up. And she walked like three aisles down and sat by herself for the rest of the really? movie. And then, like, I never had to go to those movies again because I went with her to the first one. I equally hated it. So I'm like, you think you're punishing me, but I didn't want to go to these ever again. So she would go with her girlfriends after that. I went softle. My, oh God, my ex. I know two of the people I dated previously. I went to go to the movies to see it, and I was pissed. I went to go see the last one because there was this big, big vampire versus vampire battle. Swerve! Right? It was all a vision. I all the, every single person with a penis um, booed at when it was revealed that that never happened. Yeah, it's all it was all imaginary. I like I can't believe I can sat through this. Yeah. The things we do for love or lust. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like I said, Morbius, I'm on the fence. I'll, it's going to be an at-home viewing for me personally. But um, kind of going into uh, Spider-Man that it's going to be associated with, there's been some leaks. Yes. They did. Um, there was a, an image, an artist rendering of the Green Goblin costume. Right. So it looks very similar to the one Defoe wore. Which in the, the original one. Spider-Man, but it looks kind of battle damaged. There are some pieces of purple clothing in it, and it doesn't look like he's going to have a helmet. So I think the Power Rangers helmet's going to be gone. No, I want but we'll the see. Power. We'll see what they replace it with. Because the word the, the speculation the Power Ranger helmet. The speculation is these villains that are coming back: Jamie Foxx's Electro, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. Yeah. Defoe's Goblin. Um, they, it, they are this, the characters we knew about before, but they're being picked out of their their universe moments before their demise. Okay. So it would make sense that Defoe, if you remember, he was all beaten up. He didn't he have his helmet on. That is true. So that would make sense story-wise if that's the re- direction they're going. Yeah. Um, it also was... Confirmed that Thomas Hayden Church is going to be reprising his Sandman role. What you think? Yeah, some and I can't remember the guy's name. The guy who plays Lizard. Yeah, he's rep- from yeah. the Amazing Spider-Man One. Uh, is going to be reprising his role as the Lizard. And I'm fine with it. There were yeah. hints towards it. We all kind of expected were, yeah, it. Yeah. 
but to officially get the word that that was what's going on, I can't wait to see cool. the first trailer. I mean, it's got to be coming out soon. I think they're they're planning on releasing with Eternals. Uh, I would imagine, like, oh, like a re- like a trailer, trailer. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in total agreement. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I mean, this is huge, and we've we've it's a month away. I know. Now. I know. It feels like it's going to be forever. I know. It's been very quiet aside from that first first. Trailer. I think it's. I think they know it's like it's Spider Man. It's going to be this like, it's going to make a billion dollars. Oh, I feel easily. like it's going to be the first movie since shutdown that like is a big. Everybody wants to go to the movies to see it. Oh yeah, I would, I'm, I'm going. I to wouldn't see it say like two end game t- level, but like close. Where everybody's like champing at the I'll bit. I'll give it Black Panther, Winter Soldier, Civil War esque. Just I think even higher than that. I'm thinking like two billion. I'm probably going to see it multiple times that weekend. I, yeah, I'll like if do. if it is what we think it's going to be, where it's all the Spider Men's coming together, like basically just a live action Spider Verse. Like, shut the front door. Like that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, so cool. I I am elated. Um. But yeah, so that was some big. Who do you stu- who do you think the sixth is going to be? Because they, they can't just stop at five. It's got to be Sinister Six. You think it's going to be? I, 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 it's I'm, either going to be Venom or Vulture. I don't even I, think, I it's think it's going to be Venom. I think it's going to be Mysterio. I don't think he's dead. Yeah, I think it was an illusion, all an illusion. And that I way, don't, that I way don't Peter hate Parker, that idea. It, it, Peter think, Parker gets his name cleared. Right, but would he remember because everything has changed? Well, we'll see. It's it's definitely curious. I do like the theory that Mysterio is still alive. Yeah, I, I do too. I, I I definitely I I definitely do. That character was very interesting. I thought I wanted more. Yeah, I I hated seeing him yeah. quotations yeah. die. I, Jake Gyllenhaal brought such a life to Mysterio that I never appreciated that character more. Yeah, he's a great actor. I love Jake Gyllenhaal. He was. I didn't know how it was going to work, but no, I, he's he's very underrated. Like I've seen a lot of his films, and he's all over the place as far as. What he does. Yeah. So a lot of range. A lot of range. But uh so that's that. So yeah, Morbius trailer dropped today. And uh we also dropped uh got another trailer. The book of Boba Fett. Yeah. I am stoked. I loved seeing the opening Tatooine scrawl and fuck it. I hope it's all Bomar Monk, that little spider thing just yeah. tippy toeing along. Um the fact that I fucking know his name and know his backstory. Is... I was gonna say I've I've seen that thing in all like every video game like Lego Star Wars. Yep. His name is Bomar him. Monk. That was a person, and his brain is in that fishbowl. Is that how it works? Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I I I love the usage of Tatooine. Like I said, I hope it's all on there. Tatooine is so fun. Like it's a that's to me is the center of the Star Wars universe as far as oh for sure not like in in within its lore but no, uh, it is, as yeah. far as the entire Star Wars franchise the fact that they didn't revisit it at all in the sequel trilogy no they did that old lady she, that old woman who are you oh yeah at the very who, I, who, See, I, who are you Ray what Skywalker boom. Yeah, so many people are so mad. <laughs> Don't you fucking do it. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> you are right. I for, That's how forgettable it was. That's how forgettable it was. But, like, come on. Jack, who is clearly tattooed? Don't don't bullshit me here. I know. It's I like, know. Come on now. Come on. Come on, son. Um, but, yeah, so I, I do hope that they do a lot of that. You know, there's references to Jabba. And I like that, you know, Boba's, I mean, approach to it. I don't. We don't know. It wasn't like you said. You told me before. It's vicious as hell. Like, 
I don't know. Ruthless I don't know which, a respect I thing. He's like, well, like I don't know where this story's going because like he's getting in brawls with people. It's like, is he in charge? Is he not? Does he get usurped? Um, it just seems like him and Fennec Shand. I'm glad that she's sticking around. Um, yeah, that's a cool ass character. Um, it just, yeah, I don't know where they're gonna go with it. It seems really intriguing. Um, I'm curious to see if they have like a. Uh, Mando crossover? Does he pop in for an episode? I think they should keep it fresh. Is, Cobb Vanth is still kicking around somewhere on Tatooine. Does he cross over with the show? Right. Um, I mean, you got to, right? I would think. I mean, you reuse some of those characters that you can. Um, I mean, it's the same I just planet. definitely want to see a lot of the bounty hunters that we loved. That's the one thing yeah, that's important Yeah, speculation is Bosk will be featured in the show, which would be awesome. If Cad Bane is in it, live action Cad oh Bane. Oh, my God. I would I, would I will lose gasket. my shit if Cad Bane is in this. I will blow a gasket. If we get Denger, we get IG-88. Yeah, he's technically it's still, according to this new Star Wars lore, Cad Bane's still alive. Yeah, because they brought him back in uh, Bad Batch. Yes. Um, so he's dead. We haven't seen him officially demised. Um, so... He was supposed that to originally be. Me. I think we talked about that a while back. He was originally supposed to be killed off in the last season of Clone Wars, but that was one of the episodes that got scratched when Disney bought Lucasfilm. Right, and uh, that was one episode they did not finish up. Which I'm glad. I'm yeah, very glad because I like that the... character being around. Yeah, for sure. I would love to see that in live action. Um, maybe we get. Yeah, I I, I don't think we'd get Four Lime or Zuckus. Because they're just kind of like, I love those guys, but they're like, they never they're really deep. had much with Boba Fett. Yeah. Where like in the original lore, the Boba Fett and Bosk were like always rivals. And they he, they hinted at that in earlier episodes in Clone Wars. They were together. Boba, yeah, when yeah, Boba was, was really a young, young. kid. Yeah. Same thing, there was an episode where Denger was pulling a job with him. Yep. And in the lore, Denger is the one who actually saves Boba Fett. So like the, the relationship that Boba has with Fennec Shand, that's kind of the relationship he had with Denger back in the day. Um, in the in the Legends books, he was the one that saved him from the Sarlacc pit. Um, and then IG-88, there's plenty of those out there. He's a droid. He could come back. Yeah. I, I just... I, I don't know. I feel a, like IG-11 stole a lot of that thunder for right. IG-88 coming back. Oh, uh, with uh, the, the first season yeah, of Mando, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's, I just want to see the bounty hunter legacy just kind of get really, cause that's a, that's something that they haven't done a whole lot in live action. Yeah. I mean, oh, well, I, I mean, Mando, I get, but listen, those characters that we loved from empire and return of the Jedi, they deserve some, some newer updated live action. Deal. I think we'll definitely get Bosk. They hinted in the trailer, a lot of trend, trend uh, sitting at the table, kind of talking with, right. with Boba about, you know, it almost gave me, um, it reminded me of like kill bill. When uh, Oren Ishii is like, you know, speak freely. And then the one guy's like, he says sure something out of line. And she just decapitates him. She, yeah. Then she's like, we could talk about many things, but this subject, this one subject we cannot talk about. Is Favreau and Filoni a big, who's running this? Who's That's a good question. I don't know. I, I know Rodriguez has his hands in it. Because okay. he directed the Boba Fett episode for Mando. Okay. So I wonder if it's kind of the same collective collaboration. Right. I mean, I'm sure Filoni different... and Favreau have their input as yeah. far as how Yeah, the I don't know if they're goes, like the but... head show runners. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm sure many different directors. So Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Favreau, good for him. Yeah. Dude, he's got his hand in, in Marvel and in Star Wars. This dude's wiping his ass for the I think he's kind of done with Marvel, though, it seems. I think so, but even still. Like, they might bring them... him back. They might dust him off and bring him back. Not even as a character, but just, you know, for, for direction and stuff. I, I think he's, he's been a pretty 
massive part of that. But again, just I mean the money for Christ's sake. Oh yeah, and, and well, good for him. Yeah, no, seriously, I've always liked him ever since Swingers. I Ab- thought he's a very good storyteller. I always forget that he was Foggy Nelson in the first Daredevil. Oh yeah, yeah, he was. I always forget about that. Yeah, that whole movie's easily forgettable except for Coolio. <laughs> I do. I. I love that director. I cut. <laughs> just because Coolio's in it. I don't. He told me. I don't that, hate that original Daredevil. That if you do one, two, and then three and four, you got to get yourself on the floor, <laughs> and you have to gotta get a get up to get down. I'll never forget that Coolio. I love. Oh man. I yeah. I don't hate the old, old Daredevil. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I do, I'm, a, I'm a Ben Affleck uh, Daredevil apologist. That playground scene. Single handedly, that playground scene is. Oh, is a playground scene that did it for you? Oh, oh, what else would that whole that whole thing is awful. That playground scene is atrocious. I did like Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin. Yeah, I thought he was. It had its it had its moments, but that playground fight scene was awful. And was it Jennifer? Was it Jennifer? Jennifer Garner. Garner, Yeah. mm, mm, mm. So that playground scene was awful. (laughs) They're fighting on seesaws, teeter-totters for Pete's sake. <laughs> They're flirting with each other in front of children that aren't their children. No, I know. They're just random kids running around. The sexual tension is very high. <laughs> on a school playground. Yeah. That's how you get on right. a list, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're kind of right. So, um, oh, another trailer. Um, Lightyear. Holy shit, I completely forgot. I'm confused as hell about when this happened. So <laughs> apparently this movie is supposed to be based on the real life person that the Buzz Lightyear toy was made after, modeled after. Right? But this movie feels like it's way in the future via the Toy Story universe. I th- I'm gonna I'm just gonna look at this as its own thing. I'm not gonna try to put any any um, well, yeah, joining they're, factors they're in the Toy back Story movies? Tim Allen. No, they're not. They, they did not. It's nope, Chris Evans. It's Chris Evans. Captain America is now Captain. Because yeah. he's not the toy. Right. He's the real life dude. But then the other thing is like there's a shot in the trailer where it looks like he's with one of the robots from Wally. So it looks like it's like in the Wally universe. Yeah, I'm confused. I am confused. All it. I know is but it, it looks stunning visually. Yeah. I got. I mean, I'm biased because I'm such a big Bowie fan. But when they started playing Starman, I had goosebumps. It was just so well. Such a great trailer. Go yeah. see it if you haven't. Um, the trailer's awesome. I can't believe I forgot about that. Because it came out. I almost it came too. out after. It came out after we talked last week. Yeah, it was a while ago. Last week, I think it came out like last week, Friday or Thursday or something. Yeah, so. something like that. So, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. So a little. Uh, it's more for coming from Pixar. Yeah. I, I was—I don't know. Um, I, I guess I mean they've been on a string of original ideas because for a while there it was just sequels, prequels, spinoffs. Yeah, um, they've milked out Toy Story for all it can be. Yeah, I, I think I, I think I haven't even finished watching Toy Story four yet. It's a good flick. It, if like if it wasn't if it wasn't for the fact it's following Toy Story three, I probably would have liked it more. Yeah, Toy Story three just felt like such a definitive ending. It's just kind of felt like a tagged on epilogue, and it's just like, eh, eh. Oh, I agree. I, I, I certainly agree. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Something to look forward to. Uh, is that it for trailers? Hawkeye got an announcement day, I think November 24th. That's yep. when we're going to get it. And don't forget, two episodes are going to be dropping for that initial 
um, drop date. And they're nice. probably going to finish up before Book of Boba Fett starts. 29th of 29th December. Of December. So we're just sneaking it into this year. So I think Hawkeye's only like six episodes. I believe November they're going to finally put Shang-Chi on streaming. Um, there's a few other things that they're dropping there. So, so uh, what do we got for toy news? Toy news? Um, they uh, Images leaked. It was uh, pretty heavily speculated, almost not common knowledge, that they're making an Ultimate Collector Series uh, ad-at for the Star Wars line. Uh, this sucker is going to be about 6,700 pieces. It's going to retail for $800. Okay. And uh, images leaked of it today. They're not official images yet. Those should come out later um, this week or next. Uh, it is going to go on sale on Black Friday. Um, and the images look pretty cool. It looks, uh, it looks humongous. It's minifigure scale. It does come with... Eight minifigures. You're going to get five snow troopers. Okay. General Veers, which was the the commander. You get a Luke Skywalker, an X-wing uniform, and then you get two AT-AT drivers. Okay. So pretty standard. Um, but it looks cool. It looks like it's going to be massive. That's that's an out for me, just because I will not have a place to display this. <laughs> so I am checking out. I'm not. I'm not in on that. You one. need a studio space of your own to display all your toys. Uh yes, I probably I could fill this room very easily. I know you could. That's a sad thing. I know you could. I think one of these days I'm just going to open up a store. <laughs> I think I might have to do that eventually. I still have to talk to you about our podcast precinct fundraiser, where I think you should sell. If, oh if, yeah, wait. When is that going to be? January. Plug 8th. it now. Saturday, January eighth. Saturday, Saturday, January eighth. All right, I'm going to get on it. I'm going to make a note of it, and yeah. then I'm going to get on to more uh, details. We're going to have a together. basket auction and stuff. Uh, but everybody, I'm going to get everybody's going to have a table to sell their stuff. Cool. So, um. All, all you really have to do is donate a basket. Okay. And then you're in. So. Cool beans. Um, so uh, the, that that got released, uh, like I said, the images today. Um, I'm sorry it's late. They're probably not up for sale today because they were on sale this morning. I nabbed mine. I got my wing nut and screw loose and my ground chuck and my dirt bag, TMNT NECA cartoon figures. Uh, those went up for pre-sale today on the NECA site at 11 o'clock. I was able to nab those. Um they 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 seem to be going up in price steadily, but I'd rather do that than hunt all over town at Target. Uh, although the distribution seems to be getting better in that regards, um, there is also um, images leaked from the Black Series, the six-inch Star Wars line. Okay, um, we did get images previously of like Boba Fett from the Mandalorian when he's in his black garb with the the robes. Yes. Um, we also did see, we did know that we were getting Bib Fortuna, but uh, they've released images. Same thing with the Bill Burr, um, Miggs Mayfield figure. Um, but they also put up a image of Dr. Zivian and Ponda Baba from the Cantina. And then they put up images of the Fennec Shand. The Fennec Shand figure looks amazing. So that's definitely a purchase for me, the Fennec, um, I don't know about the other ones. I I seem to only get figures in the six inch scale that I don't already have in the three and three quarter inch scale. So a lot of just the newer characters. I gotcha. So, um, so those came out. Those look pretty neat. Um, yeah, that's really kind of it for toy news. It's kind of weird because like they had the Hasbro Con and the Haslab like releases, but then they didn't release everything. They just kind of keep trickling stuff out. Instead of just doing a mass yeah, I'm release of too, everything, there's not more stuff. I mean, with the holidays coming up, I don't know if they, limited. yeah, 
It's been a little little limited. So, um, but all right. So I guess I think that's the news wrap up. Yeah, I guess we're gonna read some comic books. Sounds good. Sounds I had good. a fun one today. I don't know why. I've been in a, like a, a a bit of a pro wrestling mood lately, and uh, I did one where it's it's a bunch of different stories. This is Marvel Comics presents Wolverine. It's number forty five, but it has a couple mini stories in it, and one of them is pro wrestling related. It's actually kind of it's actually really funny. Nice. I think everybody will appreciate it. The first book is uh, Chapter Eight Origins, featuring Wolverine. Wolverine is on the cover of this book. Um, overall, it's really, really cool. This is his yellow and brown, like orange and brown costume. I like that one which is better than probably the, my yeah. favorite. Um, definitely my favorite. And he's fighting uh, the white shadow and black shadow. Uh, these shadow creatures. Um, they have different powers. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is pretty much an action sequence of him just fighting these ghost-like things. Uh, and yeah, it, it's it, there's I I don't still don't completely understand it but yeah he's fighting just fighting these characters back and forth they have all these powers and wolverine's just kind of wolverine and you know how that goes uh there's a story with wonder man that's that's up not literally there's like minimal dialogue so there's not a whole lot for me to read in that one uh the next one is wonder man it's a story called uh reach for the stars and he's being uh enchanted by the enchantress all right him and they're they're in love all lovey-dovey. Oh, boy. And she wants to make him a god. But it comes at the expense of the, the, his fellow Avengers. She's got him all enchanted. He's ready to become a god. Oh, that's why her name's Enchantress. I see now. Nailed it. <laughs> um, you know, she's like, yeah, the, the Avengers, they shall no longer haunt us, and we will be together forever. And Thor's like, Simon, think, man, is this truly what you desire? And... Uh, Wonder Man goes, you bet it is, Thor. And he touches her, and he gets all these these crazy powers. And then he goes, and then he like snaps to realization. Realization. I see now all too clearly the Avengers are dying, and I did nothing to prevent it. I've, I've been played for a fool. But uh, that's over now. You didn't figure that this new awareness would also restore my mind. So um, it's actually a really cool moment. I He gets Thor's hammer. Oh, Mjolnir okay. comes to him, and it's really neat. He does this whirlwind thing. Uh, Enchantress is actually crying. She's, like, very upset. I think she, like, I don't know she played. She really played him, but um, she's really upset. And, but, yeah, Simon, a.k.a. Wonder Man, he takes the hammer, and he whirlwinds her away. Just does a little tornado thing and cyclone, and boom. And uh, while he's holding it, Thor, Thor is free. He retrieves his hammer, and they do this little thing, and... You know, Wonder Man's okay. Everything's good, and he's he's you know, there's no lasting effects from the Enchantress. Now, this is the book I was really excited about. Um, again, I was just like, you know, the '80s, '90s. There's got to be more pro wrestling stories. We did it. We we've done a couple. Yeah, we did one with uh, like Kerry Von Erich and Ted DiBiase or Mr. Perfect forever ago. I did one with uh, it was like the Honeymooners with Captain Lou Albano. That's right, you did. So this that one was a fun one. Is the Incredible Hulk in the main event? Ooh, boy! So this is really cool. Oh. It starts does off. He, does does he also have the manipulative backstage powers <laughs> as Hulk Hogan? No. Oh, he do- doesn't have that, huh? Doesn't. But however, he does fight Hulk Hogan in this book. Oh, about time! So, um, so it starts out the first panel's Hulk going with me. This inc- the Incredible Hulk. He says it. 
You heard right. I'm incredible, and not just that. He's beating up this guy. I'm rowdier than Roddy, more macho than the man. And the guy, he's body slamming, goes, oh, I hate this job. Because he's doing the job. He's doing the job. Doing the J-O-B. And yeah, while he's doing it, he's clearing out the stadium. I'm the Incredible Hulk. And then the announcer goes, the winner and still champion, the blonde barnstormer himself, the one, the only Hulk. Somebody goes gulp, and uh uh-oh, who's in the crowd? The Hulk. He just happens to be, as the Hulk, just sitting there watching. Nobody noticed him. This is intelligent Hulk. It's the the gray one, Joe Fix-It. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still the Hulk. He goes, I'm calling you out, Hulk. He steps in the ring. And he goes, and the ring announcer goes, hold it. Who who the blazes do you think you are? And and Joe Fixit Hulk goes, you can call me sir. And uh, the ring announcer's like, you can't just come leaping in here. So Joe Fixit Hulk picks him up. And uh, he's like, and Hulk Hogan comes over to, over to him. And he goes, you don't have to threaten the ref. Oh, it's the ref. Excuse me. The ref. You want to fight? You came to the right place. Let's mix it up. Hot shot. Ring the bell, I smell blood. And they have Hulk Hogan all jacked up. He's looking he's looking like like the size of the Hulk. I don't know if you can see that. Oh yeah. He's he's pretty jacked up. So the bell rings. Is this pre or post steroid investigation? Era? <laughs> this is definitely pre. I think this is eighty eight. Okay. I think the year is eighty eight. And Hulk Hogan's like, ha, he's scared stiff. This isn't even gonna be a challenge for the Hulk. And uh and Hulk goes, You got that right. He gets him like a front headlock. And then Hulk Hogan's behind him. He got his I'm like a double arm bar from standing up from behind. And Hulk's just like, grr. No, Hulk Hogan, excuse me, just grr. And Gronk. And he's making all these noises. He's jumping up. He's got the Hulk in a sleeper hold. And uh, and the Hulk goes, and you call yourself Hulk? You're worse than an imposter. And and there's our first porn ad. Okay. And uh, our Hulk. Just getting ready for Black Friday. <laughs> says, you're an embarrassment. And gives him like this atomic wedgie. And Hulk Hogan all of nowhere goes Hulk smash, and 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 regular Hulk goes oh please, and he throws him into the turnbuckle. <laughs> it just cry like he beats the piss out of Hulk Hogan. In this it's it's very enjoyable. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty funny. Um, I I can't believe I got to witness Hulk Hogan doing a job in in a comic book. That's that's a rarity. In '88, mind you, too. So wait, well, there had to be nefarious tactics. Were there nefarious tactics? Hulk? No, he no, he just straight Hulk up does the job. Wow, oh, yeah. I'm surprised that got to print. It gets way, <laughs> it gets it gets way more interesting. Uh, somewhere there's somebody watching a TV, and, he, and this this guy he's in a red shirt, and he goes, "Honey, you got to see this." And his wife is like, Hi, "I have a roast in the oven, Ron. What is it?" And this guy's like, "The Hulkster's got a real fight on his hands." And isn't the sound great? I told you the stereo TV was worth it, Jen. Um, and she, Jen goes, the wife goes, oh, aren't those matches always just acting? And the guy's like, I don't know if they are. The Hulkster, it, I don't know if they are. The Hulkster should get an Oscar. He's really getting slaughtered. And Hulk is just beating him up. He gives him Hulk Hogan a back elbow. Isn't this fun? <laughs> he picks up an arm and slams him. While saying, I've seen the, your posters, I've seen your videos, I've seen your stupid cartoon show. I've seen enough. Oh, that cartoon he show. stops him in the face. Uh, he kicks, <laughs> he punt kicks him. Every time I read Hulk next to your ugly mug, it makes me angrier. And the angrier I get, well, you get the idea. You've made quite the name of yourself. Too bad for you. 
you picked the wrong name. <laughs> he kicks him, and Hulk flies out of the building. He goes through the roof. <laughs> Oh, is that the same roof the giant fell off of? It might, might be. It might, might be. be. And Hulk laughs, and all of a sudden, the guy who was watching TV, uh, Hulk Hogan, crashes through his roof That's and awesome. through the brand new surround sound. He's just laying there. So uh, the the wife goes, "My, that stereo TV is an improvement, Ron. Is that really uh, that really rattled my molars? What's happening with the fight?" And uh, Ron, goes, uh, the guy watches TV, goes the. Uh, the Hulksters on the TV set, and Jen, uh, the wife goes, "Yes, dear, I know. Now, what's happening with the fight?" And uh, that's kind of the end of that. And then Hulk standing in the ring he goes, "So, any of you other clowns want to swipe uh, swipe a name you don't deserve just to get ahead?" And there's somebody dressed up as Thor, Captain America, and Spider Man. Like, no, nah, we're good. Thor is uh, interestingly pose. Oh yes, very much so. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah, the the because ref- they had to pay like they had to pay Marvel they did royalties till like two thousand or something yeah. like that. That's why like in WCW he was going by Hollywood yes. Hogan for the longest time because they were like we're we're done paying this we're not doing this yeah, anymore absolutely not. Um, so yeah, that made a ton of sense and yeah, the ref slash ring announcer goes, ladies and gentlemen, the winner and new champion. What was your name again? And he goes, goes, you can call me Mister Fix It, and they can they can call me the Incredible. You know what? And that is the end. That's Damn. really what I wanted to go to. Uh, that's really one of what I wanted to read in this story. Uh, there's, and there's another little goofy one at the end, but uh, but yeah, I was I'm like, there's got to be a Hulk Hogan comic book somewhere. And I found this. I'm like, Hulk Hogan versus the Hulk. Like this is crazy. And the fact that they they beat him up as bad as they did. Yeah, like was, that was like the middle of his baby face run. That was eighty eight. Is when. Depending on what month it is, but that's when that's during that's the mega powers. Sa- yes, that's it's mega, mega powers power stuff. That's when Savage was champion. Which, like, looking back at it, like Hogan was an awful babyface. Oh hell yeah. yeah! Like as far as like logistically, it's like yeah, you're flirting with his his wife. Of course he's gonna be pissed. He's terrible. It's like yeah, you're stole you're like stealing his spotlight. Of course he's gonna be pissed. Yeah, he did the same thing to Bret Hart like five years later. So. Well, I don't know how I'm going to top that. I got Superman and Doomsday over here after a Hulk versus Hulk fight. Damn. Well, this is the epic conclusion. <laughs> so we got Superman and Doomsday going at it. Um, and the, it says the battle has devastated the, the better part of America, leaving the path of destruction almost as long. And uh, it's a nice shot. It's like Superman having uh, Doomsday and almost like a uh, snapmare and Doomsday's appendages his chin beard is like digging into superman's oh, that's a bicep cool um and cool superman cool. says uh it stops here mister this insanity ends in metropolis and doomsday just grabs him by the back of the head and like smashes superman's face into the concrete causing a big crater um there's some helicopters around and some uh some members of the army trying to help and they're they're firing at doomsday and they're realizing like if if Superman can't stop this guy, what the hell are we gonna do? Like, right. why are we even doing this? Let's get let's get out of here. And then there's a nice shot of of almost a la Batman when he gets his bat bro- broken by Bane. Doomsday is just hoisting Superman up in the air in like gorilla press, and uh, Superman's kind of bent and contorted awkwardly, and he's thinking to himself, uh, "Have to move faster, match Doomsday's speed, or I'm done." And then Doomsday just hurls him at one of the 
mentioned uh, helicopters. Yeah. So he takes out the helicopter, um, which Lois and Jimmy were in. And then Superman redirects himself. He gets underneath the helicopter. Like, all these frames are so iconic. Uh, Superman's, like, holding up the the helicopter. And Jimmy's like, man, I don't believe this. I may be getting the greatest pictures ever, but it's costing us half the city. And then Lois is asking Superman if she if he's all right. And he's she goes, you know, you look so, so. And Superman replies, you know, I'd like to get you to as far from danger as possible. But I just don't have the time. No telling how many lives Doomsday could take while I'm gone. And then Superman looks back and Doomsday's just destroying things in the city, throwing people to and fro. Um, Jimmy mentions that he, he's shrugging off cannon fire. There's nothing that can stop him. He's unstoppable. And then uh, Lois is asking Superman, please, maybe you should just retreat and get the and, and get the Justice League. And I think Jimmy is right. Superman reminds of the Justice League. They're, 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 they've all fallen. There's... Nobody else is just up to me. Bloodwind. And then Where Superman and Lois embrace in a succulent kiss, a passionate kiss. That's hot. Looks open mouth, if I'm to be honest. Superman just tells her no matter what happens, just always know that I will always love you. But now Doomsday gets his, and there's a nice shot of Superman all tattered up, tattered up blood, and he's just going into battle. And again, Jimmy reiterates that he... He's like, wow, I don't think I've ever seen Superman so fired up. And Lois is like, please come back. It's like, yeah, it's so heavy-handed. Like, all of this. Obviously, we know what's going to happen. Superman flies at Doomsday, but Doomsday literally just takes him and just throws him through a building. Um, And then he takes him, grabs him by the feet, and just, like, tombstone pile drives him through the concrete again. Um, Lois is stupid, to be honest with you, because she just was like, we can't worry about pictures, Jimmy. Superman's in trouble, and I intend to help him. Like, bitch, what the fuck are, what are you, you gonna going do? to do? Right. Then uh, as Doomsday gets his attention to Lois and Jimmy, we see Superman's hand come up through the rubble, and then he punches Doomsday in the back, which it's actually kind of a comical-looking uh, artist rendering, because like, <laughs> Doomsday is just like, it looks like someone just like towel whipped him in the ass, <laughs> and he's just like, ah! It looks like Superman's punching him in the butthole. Yeah, it does look like Superman's punching him right in the butt. And Superman's got like his—he uh, almost kind of looks like Andre the Giant because his uh, suit's ripped up so much that yeah. it's just over the one shoulder. Um, and then Superman blasts him with his laser beam eyes into the wall. Then it's a nice shot where Superman goes in for close combat fighting and Doomsday takes the uh, the bony appendage on his knee and he just rips off the bottom of Superman's chin. It's a pretty cool looking shot. Um, Superman says, really, bony really protrusions good. so far, so sharp. He's, he's cutting me. And then uh, there's a nice shot of him just Doomsday punching Superman across the face. And he's got like almost like mini Wolverine claws that are bone. And you just see the scratch all the way across Superman's face. And he says, I'm hurt bad. I can barely stay conscious. I must take him down now. And then Superman uh, thinks to himself, if those bonies, if those bony extensions are just extensions of a skeleton, and then he takes the one that was on his knee and he just breaks it and snaps it off. And Doomsday like screams in agony. And Superman then realizes that, yes, I finally managed to hurt him. Um, and then... Um, Superman and Doomsday are just kind of like two heavyweight fighters 
at the end of the 12th round, just blow to blow, um, just trying to take each other out. Then there's another shot of Superman going. It looks like he's going to give him the Polish hammer. He's got both <laughs> fists clenched. He's about to smash Doomsday in the face. And then uh, the last shot we see of them fighting is Doomsday uppercutting Superman and Superman taking both his fists and hitting Doomsday in the chin. And it says in um, in uh, bubbles, like weary boxers who have gone the distance, the combatants collide in one last explosive effort. In the years to come, a few witnesses will tell of the power of these final punches that they could literally feel the shockwaves. Other w- others will remember the enormous crater that resulted from the sheer force of their blows. But most will remember this sad day as the day the proudest, most noble man they ever knew finally fell. And then we see a shot of Lois and Jimmy like taking pictures. And in the camera lens, you can see Doomsday falling to one side. You can see Superman falling to the other. And it says, for those who loved him, one who would call him husband, one who would call him pal. And then it shows a shot of Martha and, and uh, Jonathan Kent seeing it on television, hugging Jeez. each other. For those who would call him son, this is the darkest day they could ever imagine. They raised him to be a hero, to know the value of sacrifice, to know the value of life. And for those who served with Superman in the protection of all life, comes the shock and failure, the weight of being too late to help. Guess who was too late? Ah, it's Bloodwind! He's sitting there with ice! He didn't make it in time. That, see, that's why he's the worst. And he's like, he must survive. It can't end like this. And I says, we didn't make it in time. But it will for a city to live. A man had given all and more. And then it just shows Lois cradling Superman's lifeless husk. And she's pleading with him to please come back, come back, come back. And Superman in his dying breath, he's asking his doomsday, is he... Is he? And in the, in the dialogue bubble, it says, but it was too late. For this is the day that a Superman died. And Superman keels over. Lois is in crying agony. And in the background, you see a pole in the ground um, with Superman's tattered cape attached to it, almost like a flag. And uh, this this one was just heavy, heavy when I was a kid. Um and just reading this now, I know that there's a lot of stuff going on with the Superman character in DC and comics right now. And uh, I just want to say that Superman, to me, has always been a beacon of hope. And right. even though he's not human, just he exhibits all the greatest qualities that a human can strive for. Yeah. I'm just going to leave it at that. No, that's a great read. So I'm glad I, I'm glad we. I finally got to, I mean, I didn't read it, read it, but yeah. I got to hear it firsthand. Um, from you, because I mean, this was a major storyline back in yeah, back it was huge, in the 90s. huge back in the nineties. Like, when you kill off Superman, I mean, again, comic books they always come well. Back, like the, but... the thing was, like when they released this, like it was so mainstream that it appealed to everyone. And like comic book people know, you don't kill superheroes; they don't die. Correct. But the general public, everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, they killed Superman!" Like everybody, like. Comics, well, I mean, at this comic point books, in time, do they, comic, they really think that? Yes, those people did. Because at this time, comic book stores were everywhere. Every little, like, we had three in this town. Right. 
in just North Tonawanda here, a small town. We had three people were going like I, I dare I say like when this came out, this was probably responsible for the biggest comic book boom that we'll probably ever see. Like right. the biggest amount of sales, the most interest through the public perception. I'm talk, not talking comic book movies. I'm just talking strictly comic books. Right. Where people are reading comic books. Not seeing them on TV, not in movie theaters, just actually getting comic books. How many characters? I mean, how many big time characters do you think though died before this? Like, I, that's kind of what not I was that got at. this publicity. Not that got this kind of publicity. Right, that's Definitely what I'm not. saying. So it was very surprising. I mean, now a days everybody fucking dies in comic yeah, books. They, yeah, like and then they bring them back. Death the Wolverine, yeah, and they yep, bring them back. Yep. Or um, I'm sure Batman's. Died I mean, a the few only times. one I could really think of when I was a kid reading this back in the '90s, the only character that I knew of. That like died was Robin, right? And that was like it. But then it's like ah, we just replaced him with another Robin. Who cares? Yeah, Thunderbird was the first character, comic book character for the X Men. Yep, yep. Um, that I remember dying. That was yeah. the only one. That was the only one. It's kind of a bait and switch. You thought it was going to be like a big deal, and then they killed him. And what was it? Right in Giant Size X Men. Yeah, yeah, I think it was his first issue. Yeah, and they never ever brought him back. Yeah. So and well, I, they brought back a Warpath, who's far superior name, especially true. But uh, I had a Thunderbird action. <laughs> I had a Thunderbird action figure. Um, it was really cool, but yeah. but that was the first death. So for for that to happen, that's massive at that time. Yeah, it's not like nowadays where a big time character dies and they're brought back or replaced instantly. It's, oh, it's, well, look who's here, Baron. Where the hell you been? Scared the shit out of me. Well. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> gather myself here. You see, it's what season is this, Mister Schmitty, Matthew? It's the season of fall. Season of giving. <sighs> I was out raking my leaves. Yes, it's a strenuous activity, very hard to do. So I apologize for my tardiness, but I do have a a book that I was inspired by my raking. You see. And I was also inspired. I tried to do a little digging of news, you see. I know that you like to talk about the news about the comics, yes? Hmm? And one of my favorite comic characters, you see, a feline, is being voiced by someone, a Pratt, a Christopher Pratt. Yes, hmm? Yes. So is that relevant to this conversation, yes? Is he a thing? A big-time actor, this Christopher Pratt. He's pretty cool. Uh, He was in in a few big-time movies. Oh, okay. So he's been in pictures for film. Yes. For cinemas or for the television? A little bit of both. Both? Oh, I see. I I know many films don't get to go to cinema these days. It's a shame. But nevertheless, uh, you see, as I was raking my leaves, I needed something for my soul to, to pick me up, to give me the energy to carry on with such a arduous task, you see. And here's my fat feline friend, Garfield, strolling through his house. Oh, there seems to be something following him. What's that, you ask? Oh, he must be very warm because it seems to be little fibers of fur shedding, shedding, flying everywhere. But, oh, Garfield, he's passing by. What is this? It's a hole in the wall. (gasps) Very bad, John. You need to patch your holes in the wall. Who peers out? Oh, it's a mouse. Little, itty bitty mouse peering out of his mouse hole. And he says, hey. And as he says, hey, oh, the fur, it sheds. It sheds everywhere, right by the mouse in his mouse hole. And he walks out his mouse as Garfield walks out of frame without a care in the world. And he says, hey, I just raked. And he has his little mouse rake. 
And now this poor creature must rake the fibers of fur that have fallen from Garfield's backside that now reside in the carpet of the mouse house. I felt his pain, that poor mouse. Mm, yes. Arduous task raking. I hate it. It is terrible. Yes. I, I don't mm. believe in raking. I feel like it's silly. It kills your grass, they say. Does it? I don't know. I feel like I've it, always raked. I feel like it, it would preserve your grass. No, I think it I think it does kill the grass like if really? you don't rake properly. And then it stinks. I've never raked. I love the smell of leaves. I hate raking. I'm right with you, Bear, and I hate raking. But I do enjoy jumping in piles of leaves. Twas you, Smitty! I raked them once and twice! Then they're scattered to and fro. Are you trompsing through my leaves as I rake them? No, Baron, I swear it wasn't me. I don't, it's probably the kids in your neighborhood. My, mm, yes. Those evil children. Trompsing through my leaf piles. I shall put cinder blocks, yes, in the bottom of my leaf pile. No, that's illegal. No, no. What? What do you mean illegal? Show me the bylaws that state this. I'm sure it's unethical. Yeah, it's probably not. Because yeah, what if somebody has, wants to park on the side of the street and then they hit your cinder? Don't no, just just you're, you're legally just out. bag them up, Baron. Just bag them up. Just yeah. Well, you're, that seems counterproductive for the environment. You're putting a biodegradable uh, thing in plastic. I've been told plastics are evil. They're everywhere. We have to stop using them. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, you're actually that's a pretty good point. That's that's not bad. I don't I don't I don't have a solution for your I problem. can't argue I can't argue with that. Yes. Mm. Well, if you put it in a paper bag. Oh, I'm not going to do that. That's that's terrible. Why am I going to find a paper bag that's that large? Hmm? Whose lunch sack would I have to use? Hmm? Yes. No, no answers. It, no you, answers. You put it in a bunch of different paper bags. That's so, a lot of paper bags though. Is it? I've never seen a paper bag that's bigger than, like, a grocery bag. Well, yeah, you, that's what you that's do. That's a lot of bags. You're saving the environment. I'm not paying five cents. Baron, are you going to pay five cents for each of those bags? No, not. That's terrible. Mm, I shan't. I never pay five cents for my bags. So whatever. Keep killing the environment, you pieces of shit. It's going to die. It's trying to kill us. I kill it first. Yes. Mm. Makes a point, yeah. I mean, yeah. whatever. Volcanoes. Um, we're, we're just one person. I'll, I, I'll leave a tiny carbon footprint. <laughs> Well, everybody, that is a wrap on this week's episode. Uh, thank you for a wonderful, wonderful month of listenership. Again, you know the fact that you keep tuning in it means a lot. I know we missed one episode last month, but uh, wait, but people it, listen to this? Apparently, yeah, Baron, they listen thousands oh. allegedly. I'm sorry for cursing so much. Well, it's, it's too late. Yeah, yeah. you've that damage is done, Baron. Yeah, we, we're. I mean, you've done blow on this show. Um, that was medicinal. Mm, that's it not, cures my headaches. The doctor gave me it. That's not the worst. You helps you, me focus. You had sex with a blow up doll. No, it was consensual, and it was just heavy petting. Mm. I don't have the hardware for this thing called sexual relations. That's not what I heard. I heard you're packing some heat down there. Are you all misinformed. <laughs> but uh, we'll talk to you. Next week, everybody, right here on the panel discussion. Thank you so much. Until next time, now this is podcasting. Watto rigged that damn race. (laughs) 